Before we get into this episode, do you want to nourish your body as a new mum? Well, we have a checklist just for you. Lana Hearth has put together a simple guide to optimizing your nutrition and feeling the best you can. And it's free. Head over to lanahearth.com to download it now. Now on with the show. And I'm Tara, a journalist. We're mums of little ones and we're also sisters. New Mums Nutrition is a podcast that helps you optimise your nutrition and thrive in this season of life. Welcome to another episode of New Mums Nutrition. Today we're talking all about how do you start exercising postpartum? And I'm a dietitian, so this isn't really my wheelhouse. So I brought on the lovely Courtney from Her Exercise Physiology to chat to us all about exercise postpartum. So welcome, Courtney. Hey, how are you going? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I am great. I'm excited to talk about this because it's like one of my favorite topics. (laughs) Yes, and it's something I get questions about all the time and I see people asking questions. and so. Yeah, I'm really hoping today's going to be really valuable and that you'll just break it down for us. So, you know, we're setting, I'm setting the bar high. (laughs) Yeah, you are. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess um, there's lots that we can talk about, but let's just dive straight into it. How do you know if you're ready to start exercising after you've had a baby? Like you've You've just really gone through a marathon of giving birth. And then um, like, are there times where it's too soon or too quick or too long? Like, how do you know when you're ready? That is a fabulous question because I think when you talk about returning to exercise, everyone automatically thinks you're going to just start back training hard and mm doing exercise sessions that you did either before or when you had previously exercised and everyone's like, oh, I've got to do my 45 minutes or my one hour. I've got to get back to boot camp or whatever that might be. So I often try and talk to to new mums about like, you know, your exercise session doesn't have to always look the same. So you could be ready for like a little bit of exercise or a certain type of exercise versus like being ready for the boot camp training or the run. So, you know, there's this gradual return to exercise, I think needs to be pushed a little bit more to this, um, these mums. And I think that if you feel like initially you're super motivated to do exercise, choosing what you do is actually the most important part rather than knowing that you're ready for something. So it might be like, yep, I actually do feel ready to do some walking, which is exercise, might not be as hardcore as you used to do, or it might be the first time you've actually exercised. So your walking might just be small amounts of exercise. But I think if you feel a little bit positive about moving and your intentions are just like getting out and moving, getting your body moving and feeling a little bit better. And also, you know, thinking more about like, what's beneficial for me right now in terms of the type of movement and how you feel after that movement is also really important. So sometimes it might be like, and I've had heaps of mums before that I've been like, oh, I actually did, you know, Pilates and I was like, so not ready. And I didn't realize that until after when I came home and I was like, oh my gosh, my body is ruined. Like I'm never doing that until I'm ready. So that feeling of like being ready is like, what are you actually ready for? Like, let's pick something that's appropriate to where you're at in the journey, how your body's feeling, aches and pains you still might have, 
what your sleep's like. It's all kind of like, you know, pick wisely what you do and that gradual return is what's important. So it's not just about how you feel beforehand or even during the exercise, but also thinking about what you're picking and not potentially going back and doing sprints and uh, these crazy long runs, but also how you're feeling afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that recovery, right? Like I know that I've had new mums who have like worked on connecting to their pelvic floor and core and I'm like cool let's do some core switch-ons and then they're like I felt that for like a week after doing my first one because they've been recovering from maybe a cesarean section or they just got zero core strength or they've just really understood how to connect to their core for the first time ever because they've never done it properly before and they've had some serious recovery like you know muscle soreness and they've been like oh gosh and then other people have no problems and then they've gone for a run and then their legs have felt ridiculously sore or they've got a sore back or something and they just can't recover or their sleep pattern's been even more disrupted because they can't get comfortable because they're so sore mm-hmm. so you know um all of those types of things are really important yeah and so do you think like i've i've heard some people say that oh, just because I'm really unfit, that that's, that's the reason why I feel wrecked after exercise. What would you say to that? Yeah, that's a um, good, good question. Because, I mean, I feel wrecked after heaps of my exercise too, <laughs> but it's a different, you know, different, I'm in a different mm. phase of my life. But I think it's also like, um, we don't actually need to feel like that at all from exercise. Like, in general, whether you are, where, where wherever you are in the post you know, or life journey, really. Like, yeah. you don't have to feel that's media is pushing, like, you should feel like you can't walk for four days and you should feel really wrecked and you worked really hard. Like, you don't have to feel like that at all with exercise. So, you can just feel good and that's okay. It's yeah. still going to get you results of whatever you're after, whether that's strength, whether that's just feeling better, flexibility, um, increased fitness. Like, you don't actually have to feel that pain. It's like you still get benefits without it. So it's not about just working ourselves till we're absolutely exhausted and sweating and almost feel like vomiting. That's the sign of a good workout. Actually, we can set the bar a lot lower and be kinder to ourselves and still benefit from exercise. Yeah, 100%. And often sometimes that little bit of less is actually more beneficial for us because you're you're able to do a little bit more consistently across the week because you're not so sore. So I know I've, before I've trained and I've had sore legs and so for the rest of the week I've done nothing. But yeah. I've also had times where I'm like, oh, I'll just do a little bit, felt fine, had no soreness and trained every day then. And mm-hmm. I've felt like way better. So it's kind of like sometimes less at one time is actually more in terms of the benefits. Or looking after your child is impossible because you can't even pick them up because you're so sore. And that's what I think we also have to think about. Like new mums, you still need to look after a baby as well as yourself and everything else you have to do in life. So your exercise should be like complementary to that, not, you know, push beyond limits to make all of the rest of it so difficult and hard. You want exercise and the way that you're eating to support how you are as a mum and to help you to be the best mum that you can be, not sort of taking that energy that so often your baby demands off you. So how exactly should we start then? This is what I do for work, (laughs) is help women (laughs) return to exercise. So step one is usually all core related, you know, like mostly like a rehab type of thing because your body shape has changed, you've had changes in posture, you've had changes with stretching of your abdominal muscles and, you know, you might have gone a 
um, a vaginal delivery or a cesarean delivery. So you're recovering from that too. So we, I kind of look at it sometimes like you've had surgery almost, like you've been in hospital and everything's changed. So we need to reconnect with those muscles. So that's step one is like get everything working in the correct fashion. We get our pelvic floor working, deep abdominals, you just work on your breathing pattern and getting all of that core unit working together again and then you start to return to like gentle let's say functional based movement that you're doing in life that requires a bit more effort so for example if you're squatting down to the ground to pick your baby up or you're leaning over the crib or you're trying to maneuver your body into like putting you know in the car seat like all of those things actually require movement strategies and they require a bit of strength so we work on things that are simple like replicating that movement in more of a body weight fashion or then adding load to that and returning back to like those type of exercises first and then you set the goals of like okay well now I want to work back on returning to running or going to Pilates or doing boot camp or I want to go back to do triathlons or whatever that might be so like let's just start getting core working functional movement patterns better in all of the right firing patterns then we work on increasing the load and endurance capacity to those type of movements So it sounds like it's really gradual and building it back up a little bit like if someone has had their their like knee surgery or um, Mm. ACL surgery, the ligament in your knee, that actually you don't just go and run a sprint straight afterwards. It's really gradual and slow before you go back potentially to doing that sort of exercise. We start really small and we gradually increase based on that same thing. And I think this is where a lot of, there's a lot of lack of education around this because everyone knows that you have surgery for some sort of like orthopedic issue and you return slowly. You do physio exercises, you slowly increase them, then you add load and then all of a sudden you feel better and you go back to strength training Mm. um, or whatever that might be, look for you. And it should be the same for pregnancy and that postpartum phase um except it sort of gets a little bit lost and not many people do understand that and I think they just go oh I'm gonna go back to my run now we've carried a baby for for nine months and then having to recover from the marathon of labor and even all the hormonal changes that happen in that fourth trimester that three months postpartum sometimes we just think well we should be back to the way we were beforehand in an instant and I've just got through something major like surgery I really need to just slowly build my way back up yeah, 100%. That is exactly how it should be viewed. And we don't do that very often, mm. I think, with that sort of like, you know, these new mums, which is a little bit sad, but that's why we're here promoting it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's why I got you on the podcast today. And so I guess, are there any red flags that you would look out for of what not to do when you're starting? <sighs> I mean, it, it is very different for everybody because symptoms for um, the postpartum body, should we say, are very different across yeah. women. Um, I mean, I wouldn't go back straight away into anything that's really, really high intensity in terms of like core loading because the muscles are probably not working very well. So Pilates class is often something that people think is actually quite a good way to start. However, it is a lot of core work straight away with a high amount of loading. Um, And I find a lot of women can't do that even when they haven't had a baby because it's hard. Um, So high loaded core work. I'd be really concerned about anything that's like plyometric jumping type exercises because of the load it takes on the pelvic floor and the core. Like burpees or lunges? Or yeah, like burpees, uh, squat jumps even, running, skipping. Um, I mean, some women don't have necessarily got incontinence straight away. However, 
it is loading the pelvic floor and you can then put yourself at risk of things like prolapse because of the excessive loading down on the pelvic floor and like not enough mm. ability to contract up and load. You might not feel symptoms straight away, but it's just like that repetitive strain. So also things like heavy weightlifting, I'd be a little bit mindful of too. Um, your body's changed its posture or how it supports itself. So you get like pretty good strength through your, your back muscles because they've been doing so much for so long because your abdominal muscles have become so stretched. Um, so loading yourself up with a lot of weight and how your your body strategies to use or to, to work in being able to move that weight are going to be a lot different to what they used to be um, if you've previously been weightlifting. So working back into that slowly like training retraining motor patterns is really important before loading it so going and skipping all of that is a bit of a red flag for me um and then obviously red flags are like symptoms like if you have pain from something or if you've got back pain hip pain um that's a pretty big indicator that something's not feeling very good so you probably shouldn't be doing something that's exacerbating that and also like a lot of heaviness dragging sensations through like pelvic floor and leaking are also big red flags for that whole unit not working very well so if you're already yeah. feeling that then don't go back into exercise that's going to exacerbate that I would work on doing that first yeah I think it's helpful I have a thing through okay like actually oh I've got a bit of leaking or heaviness or I've got back pain okay maybe I should take things a bit slower so what happens if someone hasn't really exercised before they had their baby? Because we talked about returning to the exercise that you used to do. But if they never exercised before, would you give someone different recommendations or would they be the same? Um, they're pretty much the same because we all start at that first phase of like, let's connect to your core, let's connect to your pelvic floor, let's make sure your breathing pattern's good, let's make sure you've got good mobility everywhere and nothing's feeling too tight. I sometimes feel like the, those who haven't exercised before are a little bit more open to slowly, gradually increasing their load, whereas the ones who are returning are often a little bit eager and want to start straight away and want to do all these things because they you often do feel strong still during the movement. It's you just don't really know what's lagging yet until it becomes a bit of a problem. So maybe setting the long-term goal is a little bit harder because they're not really sure where they want to go to, but mm. it might just be like, what do you enjoy doing? Is it something like you'd like to get into that we can work towards building some strength and stamina up to? Um, so, but initially, yeah, same sort of thing is same sort of recommendations. Actually, even if you are someone who's super keen to get back into it, even if you've had your six week, sort of um, check with a women's health physio to check that like some people get the, the tick and the clearance for exercise. Does that mean that they can go running and do intense <laughs> exercise? Oh, the six-week check is such a debate. <laughs> but starting that journey does not mean go back and do whatever you did before. I think you're just ready to start returning to exercise it doesn't mean you have got the tick of approval and everything's working in correct function because we know that six weeks like the body takes longer than six weeks to heal and especially like from nine months of pregnancy you know if you're breastfeeding still you've got like hormonal changes that you're still coping with that also affect tissues during exercise so it means you can start it doesn't mean yeah. go back to do everything <laughs> yeah 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 and so as we're talking about um where to go for exercise and uh, different things to do. Um, I mean, just off the top of your head, do you have any suggestions of where people might be able to go if they're just wanting to do their own thing in terms of gradually getting back to exercise? Like um, I've seen 
making like all these beginner YouTube videos and things like that. And maybe it sounds like that might be too mm. intense for some people. Is is there an alternative um, for people? Yeah. Look, um, I obviously am, this is what I do. So I would definitely recommend you go and see a women's health either physiotherapist or exercise physiologist, depending on where you would prefer to go and see and where you're at. Um, but getting like a really like proper guidelines for you, what suits your body, what your body's been through, where you're currently at um, and starting that way with recommendations. In terms of like YouTube videos and eBooks, like they're all really great resources, I guess, to some extent, like it's providing you with a bit of education, whether that's appropriate for you is what is the problem, right? Mm. Exercise should not ever be a one size fits all program because bodies are not the same. People's recoveries are different. You've got what was your pregnancy like? What's your postpartum journey like? What was your birth experience like? It's all very different. And how you integrate exercise is going to be impacted by all of those factors. So if you go buy this ebook, that's for pelvic floor repair and your pelvic floor is actually not a problem and it's working pretty well and then you do all these exercises to increase the strength of it and then you get what we call hypertonic pelvic floor because it's too tight now because you've done all these exercises that aren't appropriate for you that's not going to help you whereas if you go do all of this core based work and you do like for diastasis repair for example um and then you actually do more harm than good because now you start to develop dominance issues in certain ab muscles because you're not really doing the exercise properly or you're putting more pressure down onto your pelvic floor and then you've created all these pelvic floor problems. It's like those ebooks are great for like entry-level learning and if you really can't afford to go see anybody or you really don't want to, you'll start to learn some things. However, it is definitely not appropriate for your body based on multiple different possible factors and if you go get some professional help it might just be like a couple of consults and you say hey what do you think about this where's my body at and then you start going down that that you know the route route later on of youtube videos because once you've done everything initially like there's no reason why you can't go do those youtube videos later mm. um, but initially i would definitely get some more appropriate guidance based on where your body's at get an assessment done get a program designed for you and then go back and do that it sounds like what we talk about on this podcast all the time is with nutrition, there's no one diet or no one way of eating that suits everybody. Uh, everybody yep. will have different needs, uh, especially postpartum bodies have, I feel like it's uh, testing our bodies really. And so I love that you said actually exercise. We have the same philosophy that there's no one way of doing it that is perfect or right and to actually find yep. what works for you and getting individualized help sounds like it could be a really worthwhile investment and it doesn't take many consults either you just need a little bit of guidance to get you started and then you're on your journey thank you so much for joining us we no worries um, thanks for having we'll, me we'll have you back on thank you so much i think it's really helpful for us to think about how do we know that we're ready um looking out for how we're feeling before, during and after exercise and not just feeling like we have to get back straight into um, high intensity exercise, but it's you're giving us permission that we can start slowly and gradually. We start by working on our pelvic floor and even doing a little bit of walking that yeah. counts as positive movement and that's still beneficial for us for our postpartum bodies. A hundred percent. 
And look, just remember that all the information on New Mums Nutrition podcast is general in nature and it doesn't replace individual medical advice. But for more information, please come and join our Facebook group, New Mums Nutrition. This episode is brought to you by Lana Her, pre- and postnatal dietitian. Please remember, subscribe, leave a review and share us with a friend so that more women can optimize their nutrition in a realistic and achievable way.